Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Zoom Zoom Show. This episode is the Oceania Champs special, where we catch up with all the performances, all the medals, and of course, the new Oceania record in the 100 metres by Zoe Hobbs. We catch up with her coach, James Mortimer, to find out why these Kiwi girls are running so ridiculously fast. And we're away, the final of the 100 metres, here we go. Tell you what, she's given it a decent old nudge there. Yeah. Over 60, that's what she was looking for. The pack is chasing, the pack is trying to hunt him down. So aggressive in her crossover steps as she whips that through. Opened up a 15 metre gap on the Olympic bronze medalist. Can he hold it together? Here he goes, putting his foot down. Oh, she well, kia ora koutou, everyone. Welcome along to the Zoom Zoom Show. My name is Hayden Shearman, and with me is Alicia Loverich. We have just watched the Oceanias go down, and how are you feeling, Alicia, after all that action over there in Queensland? Oh, man, it's getting me really, really excited for World Champs and Com Games coming up because we're getting right towards the end of the cutoffs and we've had yes. a few tickets booked for Oregon, um, like Georgia Hulls and Brad Mathis. And so, yeah, it's it's amazing to see everyone's really firing. And then also you got the juniors who have their World Juniors coming up as well. Like there's so much happening. So, yeah, it's getting me really excited. <laughs> Yeah, so for those those who are just listening, we, we have a, our notes in a Google Google Doc, Google spreadsheet, and it's a big spreadsheet this week because there were a lot of a lot of results over there. And have we worked out whether it's McKay or Mackay? Uh, it's McKay. Uh, is it? <laughs> I don't know. We have to ask someone who actually went. I didn't know where um, it was when it's like Ocean's oh, and Mackay. I'm like, where the fuck is that? Where is that? <laughs> It, yeah, it's fun, it, it's funny that um, I guess North Queensland's the obvious place to have Oceania's because you need somewhere that's still got a semblance of, of summer hanging on. Imagine it doing it right now in, in New Zealand. <laughs> Just be like discuses blowing out of the stadium right now. <laughs> like oh, oh. Winds. <laughs> yeah, like it definitely it definitely needs to be somewhere um it definitely needs to be somewhere warm because we are, yeah. you know, we are in winter. Um, so it's a bit, it's a bit, I know like with area championships, they are all around, well, no, Europeans is after, but we do need this one now, I yeah. feel, like June and stuff, cause, especially because I know like we all, Oceanus has gotten bigger because of points. So we definitely need to have it in June. So the only yes. place is North Queensland. <laughs> It's got to be Queensland, yeah. So, yeah, just unless there, there's probably a track somewhere in the Pacific Islands that could, could host it, I imagine. I don't know what they need, whether it needs a special, sure. like, nine-lane home straight, something like that. I don't know. But yeah, uh, it was it was some cool action. Uh, we'll, we'll talk a bit more about, um, well, well, we'll spend most of the show diving into the results and, and dissecting them. But before we get to that, and, and a heads up for everyone later in the show, we've got uh, James Mortimer, coach of the, the squad of the summer and the athlete of the summer, Zoe Hobbs. Um, he'll be coming on the show for a little interview later on. But first of all, let's dive through the news from overseas outside of McKay uh, in Queensland. So first of all, the NCA uh, Division One champs have been on. So we've had Anthony Barnes in the hammer throw. 
who has he's PB'd <laughs> like every two weeks he goes out there and puts another meter or two on his personal best. This time that didn't quite happen, but he still threw pretty pretty solid 65-57 for a 21st. Uh, probably the big result of the weekend from a Kiwi point of view was Maya Ramsden, uh, who made mm. it through to the final, finished 10th with a big PB, 4-12-46 in the 1500. So that puts her... She, I think she's well clear now of Laura Nagel um, mm-hmm. and the others. Uh, yeah, I think uh, what's her name over in Aussie's got a, a, a fast time this year as well. Um, Rebecca Green. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, Maya, mm-hmm. Maya Ramsden, she's the quickest in New Zealand and 10th at the NCA Champs. So solid work from, from Maya. Um, we also had the Portland Track Classic or Track Festival in Portland, Oregon, and Theo Quacks ran a really solid uh, 1500 in 3:42, and Alison Andrew Paul uh, did a 422 uh, 1500 as well there. Um, and then over in Europe, we had Ollie Chignall running a 3K and a 5K. The 3K was probably the most solid out of the two with a 7.52 PB. Um, then he came back a couple of days later and won the 5K in 13.40. Um, and we had Becky Green uh, running a 1500 over in the UK with a solid 4.20. And Canada, um, Catherine Kemp running a 1500 in 4.24. So um, I don't know if she's like based over there at the moment, but she, yeah. she did that half marathon a few weeks ago. Um, I love the range. Now, yeah. <laughs> half marathon and a 1500. Nice. Just, just <laughs> throw that in there. Eh? She'll be doing a sprint next week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that, yeah, no that was sort of the main news overseas, but the big attention that we need to dissect is what happened at the Oceania. So I, I don't know, Alicia, if you want to start us off with those under 18 results uh, ticking through there, if you can find it in our screeds of results yeah. on our Google Sheet. So we had Talia Ran- Van Ruin, who won the 100 in 11.88 um, after running a really quick, 1167 in the heats and then we had mario veneta who got second with 1189 so you know pretty cool that, yeah that's that's super young to be running that quick that's super yeah. impressive and then we had jessica Hen- hendron um winning the high jump with 174 we had in the discus susanna kinley who uh through a 46-32, who, who won and then got second in the shot put. Um, we had James Ford, who won the 800 and won 54. And then we had Ethan Bone won the high jump in 201. And then we went, yeah, that's like a lot of wins. Yeah, yeah, really <laughs> solid. And i, I got to say, I think I was most stoked to see the, the two girls go one and two in the hundred and oh, hell yes. we'll get to the senior women's um, clean sweep <laughs> of the, the, the sprints again, but it really emphasizes like female sprinting is in very safe hands. Like we've got the current crop and then we've got this younger crop coming through. Um, man, it's exciting. So yeah, well done to those girls. Um, and then we had the under twenties as well. Mm, so we had, which is, this is fantastic. We're leading to the World Junior Champs coming up, yes, which is the yep. same time as Com Games. We had um, Natalia Rankin-Shita, who won 
the shot put and discus double, 14-37 in the shot, 49-33 in the discus. So she's on form. And then we had James Harding, who won the 800 and 153. And then he also won the 1500 in 359-73, which was a championship record. And the 1500 he ran first... Then the uh, 800, oh, right? Oh, Something like know, that? Actually, I can't remember. All um, blurring together, but... Yeah. I know he only just snuck through. Like, it was very close for that 1,500-metre win, um, like mm. 0.07 of a second. Um, so he did well picking up that double. Yeah, because um, it'll be interesting to see if he doubles at Worlds because he's qualified yes. for both, right? Yeah. Yeah, he's a he. I love it when eight hundred meter specialists move up. Like they mm. specialize in the eight hundred when they're at high school, and then as they, you know, enter um, the senior grades or under twenties, mm. then they add the fifteen hundred. It's always exciting because you're like, oh, this guy can run faster than mm. everyone in the field because he's, yeah. a, you know, what is he now? Like one forty eight guy in yep. the, the eight hundred. So yeah, it's um, it's really cool. I'm really pumped for yeah. James. It shows he's got real good like strength as well to be able to yeah. like that because he did it at nationals, right? Uh, yes, I, I'm pretty sure he did. Let me just double check. We've got the results in front of me. Yeah. Uh, oh, so he entered the senior 800. That's right, uh-huh. and got silver. Um, so behind yeah, James right. Preston, yeah. Um, and then did he run the 15? junior no so no. he that oh looked, wait we couldn't oh, do that that's right fourth in the 15 and the seniors maybe oh, oh i can't oh, wow. remember i've only got the top threes in front of me um but it was james ford who got first and second in the um oh sorry yeah. first for the 800 and the 1500 in the under 18s oh, so right, of course. yeah so yeah james ford james harding and then we've got james preston the senior 800 guys very confusing <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> so confusing the three but jameses another <laughs> championship record with will anthony first in the 3k yeah. uh yeah. 2037 and this was windy conditions i think it started slow mm. um and he won by like over 100 meters so oh, yeah he mm. he crushed it he's he's a real he seems to run best when he's out front no one mm-hmm. near him and he can just time trial himself to crazy times uh so yeah cool pacing to the team and then of yeah. course adam stack first in the high jump with a pb 207 and then yeah, we had he just keeps on getting yeah. higher it's awesome man. yeah oh so good to see you know following old hamish kerr high jumps and yeah. decent hands as well um and then we had of course the shot put uh liam I always stuff yeah. up his Nachuk, Nachuk, Wolf. That sounds way better than what I would have butchered. <laughs> so thank you. Um, sorry, Liam. Um, <laughs> but he also won uh, championship record is again with um, seventeen thirty-seven and won by eleven centimeters over two Aussies. So love to see that. 
Yeah, that sounded like it was super, super close. Like, um, mm. so yeah, the two Aussies, seven, 1726 and 1725. So one centimetre separating them and then Liam just a little bit out front. So yeah, that's, yeah. that's cool. I'm a big fan of, of Liam, sort of watched him through the high school ranks and um, he seems to just have that, um, that fire, that competition fire that you want, that yeah. that just pulls it out when you when you need to. So yeah, stoked to see him get that Oceania title. Um, I, I just had a little note there around the under twenties, and mm. we can kind of talk about this soon. But some of the fields were super super light, which was mm. like compared to the under 18s and then the seniors. Um, yeah. like there were only four starters in the women's hundred and two hundred, only two in the four hundred. Um, so oh, wow. some key events just like noticeably weak, mm. and then some others really strong. So it's interesting. Um, yeah, it's it's, and, and I guess we'll talk about this soon. But it's it Oceania seems to be hitting the mark in some areas and then some areas it's just like oh that you need mm. to work on that like the quality of the, the, yeah, the live do. stream oh like, my god oceania <laughs> record and it's all pixelated <laughs> oh no oh there's so many but, times i was thinking my internet's <laughs> not this bad i literally just streamed yeah, yeah. a series like this cannot be my, <laughs> me i can't watch this i can't even see what's going on i have i can't we can't even, there's no commentating, so I don't even, no one's explaining what's going on either. <laughs> yeah, there were a few times I clocked out, I was like, I can't do this. So, yeah. but hey. And I know what it's like um, in the production of these things, because sometimes the production crews mm-hmm. turn up and like, ah, oh, the Wi-Fi signal's mm-hmm. not working, and there's all sorts of things that, that can go wrong. But, um, yeah, it would yeah, be great it, to it, see a bit more investment from, from whoever funds these things into into that live stream, um, yeah. but we'll we'll talk about that once we're through the results. Um, so we also had the the para competition going as well, and and we're just going to talk mostly today through the through the wins. So there were loads of medals, but uh, Danielle Aitchison took out the two hundred, so she is a T thirty seven. I think off the top of my head, uh, athlete. And so she won with a 31.09 in the 200, and that was a um, 90% of world record. And then Lisa Adams, as she does, always just took out the the shot put in in pretty dominant fashion, uh, 93% of world record with a 14.45, which brings us to all the senior results, which were we need to start with with the women's clean sweep of the sprinting, the four by four victory, and look, we have to talk about the massive old elephant in the room, which is <laughs> the Zoe Hobbs taking out the the New Zealand record eleven oh nine with a zero point eight tailwind. How good! I know eleven oh nine. I promise, guys, we're not biased favoritism towards <laughs> Zoe, but. Like that girl's just on absolute fire. Um, she is oh, to yeah. enter that stratosphere of sprinting. Um, to run in the eleven O's. Like obviously we know she did it at nationals, but to run it legally, yeah, is so like that's that's insane. Is that do you reckon that's like semi finals at a world champs? Eleven O's. 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, let's um, let's dive in Tokyo, one hundred meter semi-final results. It's not even that. I mean, much it's difficult to compare conditions and oh, all yeah. that. Um, Just a little little curiosity. I know it, it's like obviously sub eleven. You're like a world. Finals. You become a world contender. Um, yeah. But um, yeah, so heats are all sort of one in mid elevens. Um, then where are we down to semifinals? Here we go. So. Uh-huh. Elaine Thompson, of course, 10.76. She's straight into the final. Second place, so auto-qualifying that semi-final is 11.01. Um, So that was Del Ponte from Switzerland. Um, And 11.09 would have placed her fourth in that one. It would have placed her sixth in the second semi-final. We had Talu and Sharika Jackson, both 10.79. Um, the, it was a fast year though, eh? But, oh, um, yeah. and then it would have, yeah, it would have placed a sixth in the third semifinal mm. as well. So she would have been right on the, in the semis. That's awesome. Yeah. On the cusp, mid yeah. finishing mid pack and all the semifinals. So yeah, that's um, amazing. Yeah, you, you basically had to slowest, uh, non auto was 11 flat. So, Still. yeah. Good guy. Got... And, like, her first, this is her first race back winter, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so she did, did she race at one of the Gold Coast events? She definitely did the four by one, um, which is the other news. <laughs> We've got yeah. a new four by one New Zealand record. That just keeps going down. I mean, we, we handed out the Athlete of the Summer Award a few weeks back uh, to Zoe, and th- we got a question, like, has anyone in the history of New Zealand athletics, well, maybe in the last, like, 40 years, sort of modern mm. era, um, ever broken the New Zealand record four times in the space of six months? Oh. Like, across all events? Surely, no. surely there can't be many, eh? Oh, four, four months? <laughs> yeah, so six months ago, December, she broke it for the first time and then broke it again in Potts Classic and then yeah. again in February and now once more uh, in June. So It would have to be your own, like not breaking your own record. That's the other thing because, yeah. So she, because yeah. I think there's... Oh, Eliza broke her own record. I want to say three times right. in 2018. Okay. So that was, oh, okay. How goes my memory? Eugene, <laughs> Simon League. Here we and go. Then a few months this is later, like a, a pub quiz question. Wow. And then a few months later, uh, Mannheim. So 85 at Eugene, 92. Mannheim, and then maybe a month after that, 94 at Yokram. So three times. I don't wow. think anyone's yeah. done four. 
Well, yes. sometimes I question how this info just comes into my brain. <laughs> I, I definitely, <laughs> I definitely can't think of any other running occurrences where it's been no. done that many times. The thing is with um, high jump and pole vault as well is you set the bar. You know right. what I mean? Yes. We have to remember yeah. that uh, you can, um, you put that. You can bar improve by a centimeter. Mm. Yeah. yeah, and if you're and last then come back game, next week and. Pick your yeah. height, whereas any other event, you can't really do that. Like, don't have that luxury. Totally. In fact, that also Zoe's done it four times, and it's an event that's like so, like so iffy. Yeah. Technically, can we say five times because one was wind, wind assisted? <laughs> <laughs> you know Maybe I mean? like you've then... got you've got factors like that which don't make them count. So yeah, and then you add the four by one to that, so that's another national record. Oh, yeah. And it was um, twice, right? Uh, oh my gosh. Now you're testing my memory. Okay, Zoe. So so they equaled it, but without Zoe at the Sagrada oh, yeah. Douglas. Um and then did they beat it at Aussie Nationals? I should know this because we've probably talked about it on the show. It's only so many times though. Like I feel <laughs> our brain is like Zoe breaks record, but there's so many times that I haven't. We I can't even remember like how much or when. Like oh gosh, you know, yeah. it's happened so much, which is insane. <laughs> yeah, so they did. I've, I've just looked up our previous notes. We probably talked this one to death as well. So they did forty four oh five back in um, the Aussie champs. Yeah, and right. now they've yeah. dipped below forty four, which is and world relay yeah. standard. Yes, how cool. Yeah, yeah so that's going to be on, I think it's China in May. Um, is, that's so yeah, awesome. I had, yeah, so cool. And I wonder how far away the 4x4 girls are as well because they had a good outing. So that that's our next point of news is the the team of uh, Cameron Smart, Georgia Hulls, Rosie Elliott, and Isabel Neal, took out the 4x4 and got gold and won in 335.03, which is a championship record. But it was only like 0.4 of a second outside the New Zealand all-time record. So that is really cool. So they are, I think they're booked, they're qualified as well. No, maybe I, I put that note uh, in the wrong place. So definitely the 4x1 team is qualified. Have to mm. double check that four by four team. Huh. I think were they in the four by one? It was something. Anyway, we have yeah. insane results. That's pretty much like <laughs> There's like... so much to talk about. We could just call this call this podcast uh female sprinting in New Zealand because it's basically it's what we speed. focus on. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, female female sprinting fangirling podcast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we just go, oh my gosh, for an hour. No, um, yeah, it's, it's so really cool. good to see that we've got such range in sprinting, not just in the four by one. Yes, yeah, you, know, you got the four by four as well. Good to see Georgia finishing the lap again. Yes, <laughs> after she focused on the two hundred and then you know popping on her four hundred shoes and. Doing totally. the whole thing. I mean, um, it's double the distance, right? So it's, it's, it's a long way. It's a long way. I know. But, I mean, you've, you've still got that strength of a two. 
can hold yeah. on. And of course, you know, Georgia's booked her ticket yes. to the World Champs, winning the 200. So, so yeah. that's awesome to see as well. Big team we're going to have. My really, God. really stoked. So to summarize those those female sprint results, Zoe got the, the win, probably the big, the definitely the big highlight of the competition oh, yeah. with that 1109 Oceania record. Georgia Hulls won the 200 with the 23.45, so backing up after her Aussie and New Zealand champs, so she's got the treble in the 200. Nice. And then Rosie Elliott pipped Isabel in the home straight to win the 400, so the Kiwis went 1-2 in the 400 as well. So we got the female sweep in the 1-2-4 and then won the 4 by 4 the four by one, it looks like, um, I mean, it's, I hate to call it our B squad, but we've got two amazing juniors in there with Talia Van Ruin and Muriel, Muriel, why can't I say her name? Muriel Vanita? I've never stumbled over her name so badly before. But anyway, um, and Brooke Summerfield and Amy Robertson uh, both in there. So good good solid team but they picked up silver uh with a 47 33 uh so you would have expected if we had our um top four girls in there they would have uh taken home the win in that as well oh, fantastic so, four yeah so pretty the fantastic four yes <laughs> <laughs> oh so, so good. cool ah uh, yeah uh yeah. It's just so awesome watching our, our sprinters do their thing. And the the boys held up their, their end of the bargain as well with uh, with Eddie Osai and Ketia coming through with second place with a 10.23. Uh, Tian Welpdeman actually qualified uh, the fastest out of the heats. Uh, but it looked like, I, I don't know if you've heard, heard anything, but it kind of looked to me like, oh, the Hemi's going to go, the Hemi's no, going to go. Yeah, it, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it, it sort of looked hammy. like he was running easy. Do you know any any details? Anything yeah, that... no, I, I yeah, I did see his hammy kind of blue pin again, which is a shame because um, it would have been really nice to see because he ran that really rapid time just before. Yeah, and got, like, yeah, the week it... before. Totally. Yeah, he he was in really good shape. Mm. Um, and he's still got the fastest in New Zealand this year with a 10 18. Um, yeah. So it's a shame. So that... Did you see him pull up afterwards holding his hammy? No, I just saw on Instagram him in the physio tent. So. Uh, <laughs> that that think, hammy, yeah. man. We, oh, we, need to, we need to get that sorted because. I know. Man, he I looks know. good when he's, when he's running when he's fully healthy. So, mm. yeah, so he, he finished up fifth in 10.36, but definitely he looked like he was running in third or fourth gear. Um, so Jake Doran from Australia took it out with a 10.19, and he looked pretty pumped to get the better of the, the Kiwi boys. But I, I love that, like, we've got two fast Kiwis. I think there are mm. three Aussies in that top five. It's just so cool, like, having these head-to-head oh, yeah. matchups. I'd love to see more of it where we yeah, um, definitely. actually can hype up these top sprinters from each country mm. and, yeah, get get a bit more media attention because it's, it's cool. Oh, we're, we're evenly matched. We've got them pegged with the, with the female yeah. sprinting at the moment, but very evenly matched in, in the boys. 
Mm. I need to race more because that's going to get quicker if they do. That's the other thing. Yeah, yeah, totally. So last of the sprints, we had the 400 with Liam Webb uh, coming through for uh, second, I think it was. Yeah, it was second, uh, and a 47.50. So I think he's based in Australia at the moment. Most of his results this year have been oh, yeah. over there. Um he did a 46.96 back in uh, February. That's that's his PB, so mm. reasonably close to that, uh, but was about uh, 0.8 of a second off the win at Oceania's. But, yeah, solid. Um, mm. Should we skip over to the middle distance where yeah. the Kiwis yeah. took the okay. 800 and 1500? So Brad Mathis, he books his ticket to Worlds and stoked to see him get that black singlet back again and mm. um so yeah really really happy for for brad uh it wasn't super duper fast from memory i didn't write the the time down no, um but yeah michael dawson took home second place as well so kiwi's going one two and holly manning and the women's 800 picked up third place for the 206 and santana took out the 1500 just after about 600 metres, just took the lead and off he went, yeah. <laughs> just time trialling, do, doing what Santana does best. So 3.42, kind of yeah. like he did at National Champs, um, but just uh, saved it for a, a lap and a bit to take the lead and then, then take it. Um, Matthew Taylor finishing in third with a 3.50, so nice and solid. Mm, good good back up as well after his world standard. And yeah. Diamond League. So I wonder yeah. if this was going to be like the backup race to just get points on the board for Worlds or maybe try to get the standard there. And then he did it in Eugene. So you're like, eh. yeah. Yeah. I, yeah I don't know. Thing. I assume there's points. There's a point situation. Maybe mm. Athletics New Zealand said, come, come on down and just. Yeah. Um, Make sure, make it a done deal. Make it, yeah. But now it's done deal. So, I mean, if you run yeah. the standard, that's, that's the way to go because it's like, yeah. oh, <laughs> Yeah, you're in. Don't yeah, use totally. your Great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, cool to see Sam, Sam back in the action. And actually his training buddy, Hayden Wild, had a good weekend as well. I don't know if you caught up good. with that news. He took out the leads, um, World Triathlon Series race, so that's his first uh, win on the on the Pro Tour. So really cool from from Hayden Wild. Um, as far as distance events go, this is um, probably where the Kiwis failed to turn up. So we had uh, Australians sweeping the women's fifteen hundred, steeples and five thousand, all three medals in those events, and then we had no male Kiwis at all in the five k, ten k, or steeples. Um, so yeah, the, these are some events I think that just get watered down a lot at Oceania's. So some some events like women's and men's hundred meters, big big deal to win those, and some of the field events especially uh, are really stacked. But then others are like the distance events, the race walks, um, it's just like if this was like on live TV, like broadcast around Australia and New Zealand on Sky and stuff, mm. it would be embarrassing having the, <laughs> you know, one person in the woman's 5,000 metre race walk and then 
like one one guy winning the 10k in 30 minutes and then third place is like three minutes back and getting lapsed mm. twice it, like it's just there's some some issues that Oceania champs needs to sort through and be good to yeah it's good, a funny yeah. one why that's the case like you it's it's wondering if like the people who your know, athletes who run those distances are chasing bigger races overseas you know it's, it's totally. like I guess like distance races is one of those things where you can't do too much of them because they absolutely yeah. cook you. And yeah. so it's like, are you are athletes chasing bigger races overseas? Because there is a lot happening overseas as well. But then you're yes. also like, well, an easy... That's the thing, a distance race. Like, you do need the competition to run fast. I guess some people yeah. avoid that theory. But you, you want a good race to run fast. But then at the same time... If I don't know, the Kiwis and Aussies talked and go, hey, let's run Oceanas because the points that you get from Oceanas is massive. Yeah. So unless they're doing gold races overseas, like continental gold or diamond leagues, there's not actually going to be much more apart from running fast and having good racing. So it's interesting. I don't know. It'd be nice to talk to someone and figure out what's your, like, what's your planning on why that they skip Oceanas. Yeah, I don't know. yeah, so someone like Ollie Chegnall would be a good example. So he's, you know, mm. just posted those two quick yeah. 3K um, and then won that 5,000 metres. He could have done that same thing over here with the 5,000 and the 10,000, picked up some good points from that. But mm. um, I guess yeah, that's one of those things. Like, you, to be better at racing, you have to race. And so you obviously yeah, need good yeah. races to learn, to get used to that. So, totally. yeah, it's a tough one, eh? It's, it's still, a really tough one. You have three I, and three, say so three Aussies, three Kiwis. That's not a race either. Yes. But you yeah, do you want need, a full field to get that oomph experience yeah. on your belt, especially with championship racing. You know, you've got fields of 12. Totally. Trying to hustle, yeah, you trying really to hustle need, that field. Uh. Yeah. You need six from each country. Um, unfortunately, yeah. like the Pacific Islands don't typically produce top end um middle distance and distance athletes um yeah so we are just lacking depth so like you say if you've only got three from each country then you've got a field of six and if your cream of your crop are in the diamond league the rest Mm -hmm. are chasing times in europe and the states so then you're left with the odd person who might want to get after points or the others that think oh a little trip to queensland sounds good i'll escape the wild weather back home (laughs) yeah so it it's a funny one and i I think my biggest tip if i was to sit down with the board of oceania athletics i'd be like can we get this event uh like two weeks after aussie nationals so like yeah um it's just i think it's too too late so imagine imagine planning your summer so you sort of kick off in New Zealand, what's uh, classic, do, do the classic series, national champs in New Zealand, uh, and then you go to Aussie and spend six weeks over there. And you just do do your um, you know, Sydney, Brisbane track classics, and then national champs, little yeah. training block building up to, for Oceania's. I reckon that would, would get big bigger fields before everyone mm. heads off overseas. Yeah, that's a good point, actually, because 
That's that's actually a good point because you one one hat they might have put it here because it's just before cutoff. But in yes. theory, a lot of people have had their break and restart. Like Zoe, one of the first races back before the winter, because you're this is because if you're overseas, you start your season here and you finish yeah. it with World Champs. But yes. for us, we don't need this as a start because we've already had our start. Yeah. So you're right, actually. If we had this straight after Aussie Nationals, well, not straight, you know, close enough to keep yeah. it within that time of your training, then athletes can break, rebuild, go overseas and get ready for Worlds. That's actually a good point. Totally. And it might open I, more opportunities of where to have it based on weather. Yes. Yeah, you could potentially have it in Auckland late April. Be, oh, no, yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> touch and go? Okay. Uh, no. Or you could have it in Sydney. Sydney or Brisbane, yeah. right? No, that'd still be all good. So you can take it to a big city. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, As an author now, I'm like, ooh. In Wellington, it's like you've got one day in February. That's your opportunity. I feel like New Zealand's out. Like we're we're great in February, January, blah blah blah, March, and oh, actually, you could have in Hastings in April. Yeah. To be fair, that's it though. Or maybe Hamilton. I don't know. (laughs) It's just hit or miss. The chances of getting a rainy. Yeah. Yeah, Aussie's Aussie's safe. Everyone yeah. like the Gold Coast. Like yeah. doing the Gold Coast every year. Just spend two weeks on the beach and then yeah, be fun. Because Con Games was in April, Gold Coast, and it was lovely. Yeah, yeah. Like it was actually yeah, really good. Perfect. Weather. It was like perfect weather because it wasn't too hot that yeah. you're dying. Like Gold Coast in February would suck, but but then you've yeah. got like the nights and stuff are really. I could cool down a lot at night, so it was really nice cool. to sleep. Good you know, racing as well at night. And then during the day, yes, it was hot, but it's like a good yeah. hot. Like That's it wasn't perfect. too bad. That's yeah. what you want. Put your distance events on at like 7 or 8, yeah. eight 9 p.m. Everything else, earlier evening. Yeah, Done. Good. You heard it here. Yeah. That my Someone other tip, <laughs> yeah, my other tip sitting down with the Oceania Athletics Board, I'm, I'm going to say separate out the seniors from the rest of it because you've got under 16 yeah. little thing going on. You've got under 18s, under 20s, para, seniors, you've got masters, so much going on. And looking yeah. through that live uh, results sheet, it's just a nightmare. So I think you need... <laughs> Two separate meets. You've got the age yeah. group events, and then you've got uh, seniors, including paras, which yeah. are your, your main like TV schedules. Go to the website, really clear about mm-hmm. who's winning and what. You can find elite results really easily. Just separate the two. Um, and maybe, I don't know if you need under 20s, but um, for like qualification for world juniors, that sort of thing. But yeah. it's weird having under 18s and then this two-year window to do under 20s that just seems to me like overkill and yeah, <laughs> yeah I, and some of the fields in the under 20s were really really weak as I yeah. mentioned so um, some were some were strong but um yeah. yeah so that would be my two recommendations separate out the seniors so it's different different time of day maybe it's like seniors go afternoons um over a three-day period and um 
yeah, and then really boost up the coverage based on the seniors. Mm. Um, yeah, and nice. maybe a better internet connection for your live stream. <laughs> <laughs> That's the third point. <laughs> it's not. It's not like it's a place like it's Australia. <laughs> yeah, you're not. Yeah, yeah. Australia's got five G, right? They've got. Yeah. <laughs> I've got I, I don't know where Mecca, however the hell you say it, is though. So yes. it's in the Wops. I don't know. I don't know Australia. Um, but if it was in okay, if it was in Gold Coast in April, we would probably have good internet. Yeah, totally. You, you bloody hope so. Being Gold Coast. We're, <laughs> Do you think someone was actually hotspotting off their phone to broadcast it? Like. Like, it did look like that. Eh? It looked like it was filming a potato. Like I, I, oh, there's so many times I literally gave up because I just couldn't see what the hell was going on. You couldn't hear what was going on. Like sometimes you can just hear. Like you can just like I'll watch live streams while I'm working because you yeah. can listen. To commentary, yeah. there we go. Is the commentary, Lies, and commentary it... so important? There we go. Um, but there was just like not sure what was not even good background. Anyway. Yeah, because they only had the stadium announcers for those who didn't watch it. So the mic would just kick in as the stadium announcer would say something, and that means you hear things like, uh, you know, the with the blue Subaru with license plate number, blah blah blah. Your lights are on. <laughs> you hear that sort of thing over the live stream, and then it goes dead for five minutes, and then. And it's a new Oceania record. <laughs> and you just see this little pixelated Zoe Hobbs <laughs> running to a new Oceania record. So, One pixel per athlete. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And like, you couldn't tell like the difference between the Aussies and the Kiwis because they're both white. And, uh, I know. I know. Since when is Aussie ever been white? Yes, oh, well. we need to sort that one Excuse out. Excuse me, eh? we're black, yeah. white, silver forever. We have been black, white, silver. <laughs> <laughs> they could just do like an off yellow, like, like we have uh, not whitish yellow. <laughs> you have colours, you have shades of your colours. Like we don't have any colours, we have shades yeah. only. Like, come on, <laughs> can you make it fair? <laughs> totally. That was a running oh, well. joke, actually, I get with people overseas. I was like, you guys have, like, no colours. <laughs> no. Just black. <laughs> you know, like, some of the other, like, Canada will have black and then, like, a bit of red. But, like, yeah. it looks cool. Our kit always looks, the black and white does look sick. But the little joke cool. that my photographer friends gnaw at me is, like, there's not a single colour. It's just <laughs> grayscale. <laughs> anyway. So true. Yeah. When you're photographing, you can just do everything in black and white. You don't need to worry about. I'll kill it. Yeah. Even ask me, why are you in black? <laughs> like, <laughs> I think everyone just likes yeah. taking the post out of me. So it's great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Love right. it. I do. Now, we haven't got through all the results yet. So let's just um, tidy up because we've got to talk about these field, field results. We're pretty epic. So in the, the high jump, of course, we had um, old, what's her name? Um, go second in the, Keely. with a 182. Mm. Yep. Um, nice. So, yeah, Keely Hodgkinson. Oh, what's her? What's her O'Hagan? Sorry, Keely O'Hagan. Hodgkinson. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in the wrong generation. Um, so... <laughs> 
Keeley, uh, yeah, so good solid second place, uh, three centimetres behind the win. And then we had Imogen Skelton and Josephine Reeves. Uh, we go fourth and fifth together at 176. Um, and then the pole vault girls, talk to us about um, how they got on. So Olivia took the win. Yeah, the 450. The 450. But you think uh, they'll be happy and Imogen with a second place at 440? Um, maybe. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Well, the thing is with, like, Livy jumping 450 and Mo jumping 440, those girls just do that out of their ass. Sorry, yeah. everyone. But it's true. Like, they, they can just – that's, like, all reliable right there, which is great because three years ago they would have been over the moon. So it kind of shows yeah. how much they've improved that you've got 450 and 440 um, and you're like, oh, yeah, like, it was, all, you know – like not super ravey. Like they're like, oh yeah, good day in the office, consistency. But it's not, which is amazing actually. Because I mean, because it's just PB's four fifty, Livy's PB's four sixty five. So when you sit look at that in comparison, you can see. But it's great. It's good consistency and meaty points, which is what we need. So. Totally awesome. Yeah, cool to see them go one two. Uh, in the long jump, we had Mariah Rudanui jump the best she's done in five years. So really cool to see her uh, coming back to her best form. Uh, so her best ever is 6.36. So she's getting close with a 6.20. So that put her into third position, taking home the bronze. And then Hamish Kirk with a 2.24. He finished first uh, with the Aussie Yule Reef. Uh, finishing in second with a two twenty one, mm. um, and then James Stain in the in the pole vault, good second place for for him, and it looked like everyone top three were all at five ten, so it all comes down to count backs count and back. how how you played your your cards early on. Mm. He actually did that off a short run as well. Um, I don't know did the story. He? He's actually back yeah. first session tonight, so. But he, nice. I don't know the story, but he borrow, had to borrow poles or something and only had enough okay. poles to jump on 10 steps. But we thought oh, it was 12-step wow. poles, something. So that's a really good improvement, and that's a massive – that's a 10 steps no run-up, by the way. Like – Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's just – That's so, just a little jog in. <laughs> yeah, like it's like if you saw it, how close he is to when you're starting, like even like 12 steps is not really – no yeah, one would do yeah. that on the international stage except for Eliza. <laughs> but that's just a running <laughs> joke because she jumps stupid high off it. But yeah, yeah like that so, was a great um, pun, by the way. Yeah, nice. <laughs> <laughs> but um, like yeah. So I think that's really good. He, yeah, he missed twice at four nine five as well. So he was very fortunate to go clear first time at 510 which banked him the silver medal so clutch clutch vaulting nice very cool uh so that was the the pole vault the uh other big ones um going down the list we had tatiana Komana uh pick up Mm. second with a 54 20 um and in the sorry that was in the discus and then in the hammer throw this was yeah, a really cool showdown, and uh, Nicole Bradley gets the bragging rights by nine centimeters over Lauren Bruce. So they those t- 
two went first and second. So Nicole throwing 67.99 and Lauren Bruce with a 67.90. So that's like seven metres short of her, her PB for Lauren. Mm. So she was definitely not in her A game. I think she'd done a fair bit of travelling, like just arrived mm. in Aussie a couple of days before. Um, but there was a cool Kiwi battle going on. So fourth round throw to come from third into first for Nicole picks up the Oceania title adds to what's been an amazing summer for her coming oh, yeah. into that oh, yeah. 70 meter club and making is it the com games Com games yeah and worlds well, or is worlds, worlds she's conditionally yeah. selected and they yeah. still haven't I have had a cheeky look they okay. haven't actually I don't see any results in from Hammer, no, sorry, from um, Oceana's in those ranking yes, points. Yeah. So I don't know if they'll, I don't know how long it takes to add them in. Um, but for example, like if you look at Nicole, she's at 30 and she doesn't, the Oceana chance that is in here within her score is it's a 64.49 from last Oceana's. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, so so she'll, She'll improve massively, you think? Yeah, and she got third at that last one. So she's won right. this one, and she's throwing the further distance. So I'm really yeah. interested to see how much that pushes her up. I can't remember how many people go for Hammer. It might be 32. Um, but, yeah, like I – so I – maybe that's going to help her book her spots. We Time will tell. I feel like in a f- not long now we'll know. So yeah. it's really good. It's a good season from Very here. That'd be, that'd be the icing on the cake. You made your first major team com games and then potentially getting a call up for world the big world champs as well. Well, how old is she? Like she she's late twenties, right? And she's she's won heaps of New Zealand titles, but never um, done never made a yeah, national team or anything. Um, mm. Yeah, which is amazing. That's actually a really awesome um, example of resilience. You've got someone who's thirty, so she turned thirty. Uh, I don't know if she wants. She's my friend. I don't know. I'm now saying <laughs> <laughs> you're thirty because <laughs> I'm not yet. <laughs> and so, but she turned thirty. I'm um, thirty in April, and so that's a really good um, example of resilience for our younger athletes out there, the ones who are maybe the early twenties. You know, here's someone who's just kept at it for years and years and years, been so close to so many teams for so long, and then here she is in her dirty 30s making your first national <laughs> team. She's going to kill me for saying that, but that sounds so good. Dirty 30s. <laughs> so <laughs> true. And, <laughs> yeah, and the number of athletes that finish, you know, year 13, they finish school and, mm-hmm. you know, there, could, there could be so much more that you could do, but it's just so epic to see someone like she was winning. She got a bronze in the shot put back in 2011 in the senior women's shot put. Um, oh, wow. Also picked up silver in the hammer throw that, that year or the next year, sorry. Um, mm. And then she's got like five, five national titles. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, 
Definitely. It's a great example of just stick okay. to your guns, keep keep plugging away, and eventually you'll work it out because it's a technical event, right? We've talked mm-hmm. about, about this a bit on the show. It's it's very difficult to handle that big old 4kg ball of death swinging around you. <laughs> so very cool. Uh, yes, ball of death. <laughs> It is. It's a. It's a cannonball, right? Death, oh, it's a cannonball. Like <laughs> ball of death on string. Yeah, that's what they should rename it. It's the ball of death. All right. So moving on to another implement of death, we had the javelin with uh, Tory Peters uh, through really well. I was watching that um, mm. on. I think it's on the first day of competition. Hey, eh? so she threw a really good fourth round throw again to move from third up to second with a sixty. 0.68, uh, just, what's that, uh, two and a half metres behind the leader, who was Mackenzie Little. So she picked up silver. And in the shot put, we had a New Zealand two and three with Ryan Ballantyne throwing 18.42. Nick Palmer was third in 18.21, and they were just behind Damien Birkenhead with the 18.59. Um Young Connor Bell stepping up and winning his, I think it's his first senior Oceania title with a 57-51. And Anthony Novolo continues this battle of the Anthonys. They they keep one-upping each other for for the top hammer throw uh, of the year. And so Anthony Novolo's just uh, bumped out Anthony Barnes and with a PB of 67-29 for second place. Uh, then that brings us to the multis, which were a really cool competition. I don't know if you paid much attention to the, the multis over the, the couple of days. When we could log on. <laughs> yeah, when you, when you could log on. Sorry, uh, so, shit the live show was, but yeah, go <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So Christina Ryan had a really good, just all round uh, across the, what is it, seven, just seven events. Um, really solid all-round performance and yeah. picked up second place, PB of 5,282 points. That climbs her up to 10th all-time in New Zealand. Yeah. And Max Atwell, he brought it home in the 1,500. So he was sitting in second place with the 1,500, took down the leader. I, I think he beat the leader by 35 seconds, ran 420, pulled ahead to win by, what was it, 50 points. Um, so clutch performance from Max, and that's pretty impressive uh, to have that endurance after uh, two days of crazy competition running 420. That's that's impre- very impressive. Yeah, so that brings us to the – oh, we've got the walk, so I should mention Courtney Rusk uh, won the 5,000 metres um, in a time of 25.02, um, and – quite weak fields across mm. across all the other walks. So another event that needs needs a bit of work. So there we go. That was the Oceanias. Overall, any other thoughts, Alicia, before we jump over to our interview with James Mortimer? Minus the fact that that's awesome. Like, it's yeah. so good to see. I'm really excited. I don't know how long it takes for those points to be updated, but everyone keep an eye. I'm a bit of a geek when it comes to this i do love seeing it i'd hate to be one of the athletes who have to deal with this but as an outsider it is really fun to see i'm very excited to see um when that when these uh points are updated with these oceana results what is that going to do for our potential world champs team 
So that's yes. really exciting, yeah. especially because it's in a month and one day, world yeah. champ. So very exciting. So, yeah, and I think for those, especially for those athletes who are listening, thinking, oh, I'd like to make a world's team one day, um, mm-hmm. or, you know, I'm on the cusp of that jump on there now and see where everyone's standing and so someone like brad mathis who's ranked 38th at the moment but he's got to log in that win from the from the weekend um how's he going to move up those rankings so that really suggests like based on how things change over the next uh 48 hours as these things get updated um you know how you should plan your year next year because it looks more and more like oceania's is a key place to go and hunt down some some points to qualify for Worlds next year. And then, Definitely of course, the Olympics you. after that. It looks like it just got added. Oh, okay. Yeah, it looked like I just yeah. had a look. I'm just been stalking Nicole. Breaking news. And <laughs> I just had to scroll down her thing. Okay, so it's on their athlete profiles now. Right, okay. Not- if you click their top five performance, because there's a, it's it not says on the rankings is her fourth best performance, and it's in there, but it's not. If you click on everyone's top five, you know, on the page, yeah. it's not in there, but it's on her profile. So, huh? Right. Soon, yeah. maybe tomorrow. It, it will. It will click over soon. Oh, that's really exciting to see. I really, I can't do math, so I can't even look like you can even add up the top. <laughs> top ones here and try to figure it out but hmm. anyway geeking over continue (laughs) very cool (laughs) yes so that is something to keep uh an eye on and look let's just see where oceania's uh goes to next i hope it can become a bigger and bigger thing and maybe move forward earlier in the season so we get more of our international athletes basing themselves in new zealand and australia um, getting these things done. I reckon the other the other little thing that I would recommend to the Oceania board is um, do a points competition, like New Zealand, Australia, and the Pacific. So based on medals, tally up the points. Um, so just have those those three categories and see which which country comes out on top. At the moment, it'd be Australia easily, but it'd mm. be a cool way of just um, yeah extending the narrative of what the the event means and yeah making it a bit more a bit more patriotic yeah definitely oh and change the the color of the australian strip <laughs> from from white to some sort of yellow Did they run out of clothes i still don't understand yeah. this <laughs> they're just like oh let's save money and australia and new zealand can wear the same thing <laughs> What exactly? And like, even there was not yeah. even that much green on it or gold on it. It was just like no, white it's... with Australia on it. I'm like, I'm really confused. I think, I think the black and the green and gold was covered by the bibs, right? Oh. So you couldn't, you couldn't see it <laughs> anyway. Oh, so yes. How about you can pick if you don't want it the same as your elite kit, just change the shade. 
Yes. Like what we do, technically grey is a shade of black, yeah. so white. Just make it dark green or dark gold. I don't know if that's possible, but anyway, it's a really like stupid thing to get annoyed about. But it was so hard to watch. <laughs> I reckon what we should do, instead of white, it should be like a percentage of of what this compares to like world champs or, or Olympics. So you're not allowed the full black kit, but we're calling this 40%. And so the bottom forty percent is black, and then the rest is white. Right? Oh, I thought you mean like you know how like you can have like a swatch and you can like have like oh, yeah, yeah, gray. Yeah, you, so it'll be like different that. shades of gray. Forty percent, forty percent gray. <laughs> so maybe oh, I don't do know. That. Okay, yeah, but all around, well done to our team over there and Mackay. McKay, they did very well and. um Look, I'm. I still can't believe that 11:09 and the and the girls oh, just crushing the sprints. So good. That's it's going to stand in my memory that pixelated view of Zoe Holmes yeah. running to Oceania record. But actually, on her social media, someone did up a cool little video that is um, not mm. pixelated. So jump on Zoe's uh, Instagram and, and give that a watch. That was cool. Right. Well, shall we leave it there and we'll jump over to James Mortimer, who is the coach of the Sprint Squad of the Summer. Well, we're very privileged to have with us our, our leading Sprint coach here in New Zealand, just one of the absolute amazing squads from, from up there in Auckland, uh, James Mortimer, the head coach. Um, do you guys have a have an official title? Is it Team Morty? Is that what we're going with? Uh, yeah, it's a name that floats around. Was, yeah. Uh... <laughs> It was not, I didn't exactly name it, but it was, <laughs> just sort of happened. <laughs> yeah, it rolls off the tongue. Well, welcome to the show, James. It's really good to have you have you with us. And um, so I thought we could sort of start this chat just um, by hearing how, how you got into this, this coaching journey and starting with how you first of all got into your, your athletic journey. Um, and for those who, who don't know, you've sort of spanned the, the whole spectrum of like 100 meter runner, um, particularly as a junior, through to you know 400 meter hurdles, national titles, and everything in between. Uh, I think you've got a 200 meter senior national title, uh, some 400 meter national titles, and uh, represented New Zealand at uh, uni games. Is that right? And and juniors, uh, world juniors. Yeah, yeah. Um, so. Yeah, tell tell us about when things got started. How did you get this bug for running running fast on the track? Um, well, yeah, I, I guess it all kicked off when I, uh, I followed, you know, classic Kiwi kid. Followed your follow your oldest sister down to the track when I was I was three, um, cool. and down at the Torbay Athletics Club there in Long Bay, um, and then we obviously moved our way to the the North Harbour Bays Athletics Club and um, North Shore Bays back in the day. Um, up there at the Millennium Institute, um, and yeah, I just just fell in love with it. Um, never missed an athletic season for thirty years. Retired when I was thirty three, wow. um, really? and oh. yeah, played rugby up until form year year thirteen, and and just loved the team sport. But athletics was always going to be my thing. Um, huge, oh. um, huge, huge fan of Carl Lewis, and even you know, I even remember missing school in nineteen ninety six to to watch him win long jump. At the Atlanta wow. Olympics, um, amazing. But yeah, it's, it's I just love love running, running fast and 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 run, love running, um, just everywhere as a kid and um, and yeah, just really enjoy the sport. I love just 
the people, the environment, yeah. the, the, the passion that uh, track athletes have. And, um, and yes, yeah, it's just, just been part of my life really. Awesome. That, that's, that's really cool to hear. I think it's probably good encouragement for those, you know, volunteers down at the kids athletics. Yeah. To, mm. It's often chaos, kids running around and oh, yeah. um, <laughs> tripping yeah. over on the long jump and face planting in the sand and all, all mm. that good stuff. But that those early, um, early seeds for you, especially, um, you know, stuck around and you, you stayed in the sport. What, I guess as a sprinter, especially if you've got any interest in rugby, was, was there a pull to like be on the wing of a of a rugby team, or um, no, you know, how did you avoid that attraction? I I actually hated the wing. Um, okay, oh. yeah. it was it was always just a, it was so cliche to put the fastest guy on the wing, and I mean you got the ball every half an hour. You know, I was out there picking daisies for half the yeah, time. Yeah, that's true. Um, <laughs> so true. And, yeah, and I actually lost, well, fell out of love of rugby and, and sort of competitive rugby when I got, I went for a trial, I think it was the under, North Harbour under-16s, and I was going for number eight and open side flanker because that's where the action was. Yeah, um, yeah. And, I mean, they all lined us up on the goal line and we had to do a sprint and, I mean, I think I cleaned everyone up and then they pulled my dad in at the end of the trial and just said, hey, look, this this kid's got some wheels. We're going to try him on the wing. And my dad was just uh, like, he, he doesn't know how to play it. Like, <laughs> yeah. or, you you know, just want to tackle people and take out the, the first five, right? Yeah, exactly. And they were just like, we'll teach him. And then, I mean, they never taught me. And then I never got past the second trial because I was yeah. rubbish on the wing. So it was, I was just like, oh, nah. Like, if you're going to keep me, put me on the wing and not actually teach me how to play it, I'll just go off and have some fun. And I think I played sort of like a, uh, I think I played first 15 for Rangi Toto and then just got bored of that and um, just, you know, ended up playing with a couple of mates and just for fun in the winter and, but knowing that athletics was still my thing and just really focused on that. So, um, well, rug, rugby's lost our, our gain, I suppose. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Um, that's, that's what good news. Been? <laughs> and and then world world juniors was your your first sort of big um how how did that come about were were you sort of ranking well through through high school and new zealand secondaries that that kind of thing yeah i mean i started off as a as a sprint hurdler um yeah. through my sort of last couple of years of of secondary schools and um yeah and i really loved that but i started to get a few injuries um even as a as a young teenager and decided that I'd just sort of pull back on the hurdles for a little bit and concentrate on the sprints. Um, and, mm. you know, I mean, there was good competition around him. My training group with James Dolphin and and the likes, and we ended up both qualifying for the, the World Juniors in Jamaica in 2002. Um, cool. and, and that was what an amazing What a place for, for the World yeah. Juniors. Yeah. 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 Cool. I mean, yeah, Usain Bolt was there at age 15, and uh, yeah. I just remember the stadium just erupted when he won the 200. It was it was phenomenal. Um, was he in the 100? He was more in the 200, uh, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah he was okay. in the 200. Um, yeah, there was a couple other guys that were, you know, big names now that were charging around then, and um, yeah. you sort of look back and say, oh, you know, competed against them, but, you know, they're running like nine nines and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think Daryl wow, Brown who won it, went on to the next year and won world champs um, yeah. in Paris. So um, it Crazy. was, yeah, it was an incredible experience to go to world juniors and um, yeah. And even to go to a place like that, 
um, it, it again, it really just keeps sparking a passion. Yeah. It's one of those things that eh? every world genius to sort of watch it and think, oh, it's this kind of a bunch of juniors, you know, we're not going to see yeah. them for a few years. But like you say, mm-hmm. like there's juniors that oh, yeah. just next world champs, next Olympics light it yeah. up. Like, um, you know, yeah. we've had Jacob in- Ingebrigtsen in the, in the 1500. Um, yeah. He's, you know, only 20 and world mm-hmm. uh, Olympic champ. And yeah, and there's so Arian Knighton, the, the young American. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, running yeah. fast in the two hundred. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's yeah like cool. there was a there was a decent crop, wasn't there? Um, last few years of people who were eighteen, nineteen, twenty. You know, your Mondo yes. de Plantis, like era. There, there has been a little crop. So you do yeah, watch a thing Mo now in, go, in the eight hundred. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Mm. So no. Yeah, and a lot of them cool. are going straight from high school to pro, which is which is interesting. So. Um, yeah you know i guess you get to to know the names a little bit quicker yeah so a lot more totally so you you focused on sort of 100 early on um ended up running 10.5 was it uh 10.51 was your best so that was in 2006 and then did you kind of make a shift um like consciously up to the the longer stuff um, and opening up with the the four hundred hurdles as well, or, or did, was that kind of just a natural progression going going longer as you get older? Uh, no, I like when I ran that ten fifty one. Um, I was in the Commonwealth Games relay team and I was still doing hurdles. Yeah. Um, I think I missed out on Melbourne Commonwealth Games by point zero three or something ridiculous, oh. and yeah. you know <laughs> we won't we won't go there, but. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and then I I started to struggle with a few Achilles things, and um, yeah, and just decided that you know maybe four hundred hurdles was was going to help out. Um, okay, and I, and I and it was good. Yeah, I did did pretty well there for a few years, and had a couple sort of ended up having some surgeries on on both Achilles, and um, but that that sort of really cleaned it up, and um, and I I just sort of again just loved. Loved athletics, wanted to keep doing it and switch coaches um, to Matt Dello and just said, hey, look, I'm just keen to do 100, 200, want to just stay in the sport, um, yeah. don't want to get injured. And, yeah, I mean, he was he was amazing. He was pretty much instrumental in, in me picking up the stopwatch and doing some coaching, um, just the way he went about business and, and what he taught me in just those three years I was with him and, I mean, at age 30 to 33, I think I had about two minor injuries, and that was the first time in my life that I was just out there fun. I, and I, could, I was working full-time as a massage therapist, so, mm. um, you know, it wasn't like I just fully immersed myself in track and said, let's give it a go. It was it was yeah. just all fun, and it just sort of fell fell into, um, you know, in, into place, really, in those last couple of years. And, um, yeah, a few few other things that made it so much more possible yeah yeah that that's epic so yeah 20 2011 2012 you win the the 400 hurdles at national mm. champs and best performance got down to 50 73 is that right yeah 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 in Melbourne. yeah so teasingly close to that that sub 50 um but yeah yeah um, well, i think i was still carrying a bit of too much bulk from the 110s and I used to oh, have okay. 
<laughs> I was quite a big, big 86 kilo uh, yeah. quarter meter hurdler. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. too, too much of that uh, number eight, <laughs> number too, seven. Too much bench press, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love it. And like for the 400 hurdles, and this will be good, like when we talk about, um, you know, coaching Porsche Bing, um, yeah, how, how do you, how do you deal with that? Cause that's, when we talk about brutal events, like th- yeah. that one is, is pretty much when you write down, sit down, let's make the, the most brutal event possible on the track. <laughs> 400 hurdles is right up there. Yeah. I think 800 hurdles would top it, but oh, <laughs> that right. would yeah. be logistically challenging. But yeah. So how did, how did you approach that? And especially coming from the 100, that step up. Yeah. Pretty, it's pretty nasty. Again, I think you've just got to love the sport because it's a stupid event. Um, <laughs> you know, you've got to sort of sit back and just go, why am I doing this? Okay, I'm doing it because I love athletics and I want to do well. So let's, yeah. if I'm going to do well, well, then that's fine. I'm going to do it. Um, and I actually, I actually think it's a lot easier than the 400 meter flat. Um, mm. Yeah, okay. You, that's what uh, Porsche sees I've as heard well. That yeah. Interesting. yeah. When you, I mean, you 400, you kind of break it up into maybe four. Portions and maybe two portions, but 400 meter hurdles, you've got 10 barriers, one lead in, one at Cena. So you're breaking it up into 12 parts and um, mm. you've got 12 little focuses to, to tick off. So it's, it's you sort of just focus in what's in front of you and there's a lot yep. more happening. So mm. I guess the pain slowly shifts into the back of your mind until you come up to that last hurdle and it, yeah. it literally seems about two meters high. And, <laughs> You just do anything to get over it and just go into a dark little place and run home. Yeah, I can I cannot imagine what that last last hurdle was like. Have you had any memorable bails on the on the home straight in the four hurdles? Not in the four hurdles, no. I think yeah. I think I've I've actually had more bails over like two hundreds and hundred meters <laughs> oh, wow. just trying to drive for the line. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean I think I fell twice in training over one ten tens, but no, I was pretty pretty successful and or, or lucky. I don't know. Yeah. And it seems like at, at nationals, it's the 400 where uh, the 400 flat where you see you the jelly the legs, eh? yeah. like the real big jelly legs. Maybe yeah. it's because you you're prepared to empty the tank before the high yeah. straight. Yeah. You're always holding a little bit left just to clear that last hurdle. Yeah. 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 I remember it was a, a couple of years ago in Christchurch, Shea Beach coming across the finish line, Not skidding uh, on his back <laughs> over the finish line and still yeah. getting, I think he got second place in the, in the 400, yeah. but he was in first, fell over, landed on his back and skidded across the finish line. <laughs> yeah. It was just, yeah, yeah pretty, pretty uh, epic. Yeah. Um, cool. So we, when did this transition from from athlete into coach happen? Did did someone just shoulder tap you and say, "Hey, I kind of need a coach," or was this sort of gradually happening as you're as you're running yourself? Yeah, I mean, I was I was still running at the time. I remember um, Dan Diet um, oh, yeah. was a was a four hundred meter hurdler, um, and he was sort of just floating about, and he was a pretty good talent, and um, and yeah, he was just sort of looking for a training partner come coach. And I was like, yeah, why not? Like I always thought that I'd get into coaching um, and was starting to enjoy it, um, especially around Matt Dello and um, cool. him sort of teaching teaching him um, what I'd learned from from Matt. And, 
Yeah, and then there was, I think there was just a couple others that slowly joined. Um, Mackenzie Keenan, I sort of picked up. Um, so it started really with a 400 meter hurdle sort of group. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, and then I just remember um, Mackenzie sort of saying, hey, look, there's this girl down in Taranaki um, who's, <laughs> who's coming up to Auckland next year and is looking for a coach. And yeah, she's I, okay. She's, yeah, yeah, she, I think she's, she's running all right. And then, um, yeah. Yeah, and just sort of, I think I was working uh-huh. for Dio at the time, and we went down to Timaru Nationals and and caught up with Zoe down there. And um, they, yeah, I mean, I was I was also being helped by Paul Gamble as well, um, yeah. and he was sort of like, yeah, yeah, no, take her on. And you know, he was more than happy to help me out with, um, you know, with the coaching side of things with Zoe too. And and then I think Jordan Bolland um, joined as well, so I had a good little squad there. Um, just to start off off with, and I'd sort of train a little bit earlier and do my own thing, and then basically chuck on the runners and go and yeah. coach them straight afterwards. Um, sometimes a little yeah. bit green face, but it's, wow. it was all good. <laughs> that's, that's so cool. That's awesome. How all just yeah, how all kind of like these like awesome athletes, you know, it all just came together. You know, Kenzie, New Zoe, and then now yeah. suddenly you've created this like weapon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, and then that's the greatest thing too is that, you know, I've, I think I've, without, without her, I probably wouldn't have really delved into it too quickly. Like I was obviously, you know, it was like she was always leading the, yeah. the race, I guess, and I was a coach that was always trying to catch up to what the, what talent she had. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's awesome. I, I probably could be just kicking back and coaching a bunch of school kids now and sort of saying, this is cool. You know, my, my athletes are winning uh, North Island secondary schools, you know, they're doing really yeah. well. Um, but yeah, no, now I've got such an amazing group around me. It's, it is pretty cool. So let's, let's talk through that group. And I suppose the logical place would be to start with Zoe. She's mm-hmm. the fastest, fastest woman in Oceania. So um, it's so cool to uh, take that that record from the Aussies, get the get the Oceania record under under the belt. But what a what a season! Like so, um, Alicia and I were talking about this earlier today. Like six months uh, breaking the record four times, and the four by one hundred record twice. Like talk mm. talk to us about the the season that she's had. Like back in November. Like did you see this coming? Um, yeah, it's it's been it's been quite the run. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, I mean, the coolest thing is that, like we say, we sort of grown together. And and I was actually looking at her progression on the IAA website the other day, and it was just, you know, there wasn't any huge jumps there. Um, mm. Right back from I think our first trip away was World Juniors for her in Poland, where she broke the under twenty record. I think it was eleven fifty three, and then we got down to the eleven forties, and then the eleven thirties a couple times. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, last year she got down to eleven twenty-seven just before Christmas, and then, yeah, I mean, it's just it's just slowly chipping away. Um, we weren't trying to rush things, um, and I, and I guess too, it's the whole thing is with me learning along the way. I wasn't trying to to rush her into things that I was keen to try because I just didn't know those yeah. things. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I was I was quite. As, a, as an injured athlete as well, I'm always quite cautious around trying to, mm-hmm. you know, not injure my own athletes um, because yeah. I can, I know the mental toll it takes on them and, and how you yeah. can quickly lose them out of the sport. So 
Um, yeah, we just we've just been chipping away, and and then you know, I mean, last week was was incredible. I mean, even in the heat to turn up and and run that eleven twenty, I was just like, oh wow, you know, that's that's pretty cool. I was I was hoping for that in the final, to be honest. Um, it was a yeah. good. It would have been just a good opener. She had a few sort of niggles leading into it, so a bit of a gym accident with her ankle, and um, okay, occasionally she just sort of tweaks her back, and you know, it's 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 all fine in a week, but it's when you're running out of time leading into Oceania's and a mm. and a trip to Europe, you kind of you know you start going oh shit, um, you know, can we can we get you right? But I mean, <clears throat> she's got a great team around her as well with Libby Wilson and Physio and. Um, cool. And, so and and, yeah, yeah, exactly. And you know, and, and that's what makes Libby so great. She knows the game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and just her squad around her and, and the people she's got and her friends and her family and her boyfriend and, and all of that. It's just, it just makes it easier for her. And um, you know, and yeah, and what she ran, eleven oh eight, um, with a point eight tail, it's it's suddenly yeah. getting exciting and you know, it was my goal was was to go. Okay, let's see if we can get her in the eleven ones, and then that suddenly happens, and you're like, okay, let's get her in the eleven O's, um, and then now I'm like, sure, let's get her in the tens, like yeah. 10, nine, wow. tens. and and it's yeah. and it's something where you're like, shit, this is actually possible, mm-hmm. um, you know, and and sooner rather than later. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I, we lucky enough we've got a great manager uh, for her and Sean Whip and. Um, and some other connections that they've got, and we've managed to get her into the Paris Diamond League. So, oh, you know, she's suddenly going oh. to, well, not me, but um, yeah. <laughs> I just sort of open up and <laughs> clap like a little school kid when you hear yeah. these kind of news because it was always, you know, it's a oh, massive okay. dream. I, I think getting into Diamond yeah. Leagues is bigger than sometimes world champs. Um, yeah. And, you know, and is that two rounds? Will, will that be like a. Uh, no, it's just one. No, it's, one round. It's just all okay. out. Yeah. Final. Oh. Um, so it's, it's exciting. Um, and to, to, to watch her race some of those top, you know, women in the world ever, um, it's going to be pretty cool. And, and hopefully she, you know, can rise to the occasion as well and get some good conditions and, and see what she can do. I mean, it's early days yeah. in Europe too. So, um, you know, just sort of speaking to her before she might be a little bit flat, but you know, she's probably still on a bit of a high from, from last week and, um, we've got to race on Wednesday, so we'll see how that goes and just lead into Sunday, Saturday, I think it is. Sunday, our time. Yeah. So what's the race on, on Wednesday for those? Um... Uh, it's just a race in Marseille. Um, that okay. was going to be our biggest race, actually. Um, yeah, there's a couple, couple of 11-0s, 11-1s in that race, I think, and three yeah. three good girls. Um, and it was just a, you know, just a bit of a couple racing before we head into to World Champs. And do we know who else is lining up alongside her in Paris? Paris, yeah. Um, it's Shelly Ann Fraser Price. Um, She's all right. Oh, yeah, I've uh, heard a few things about her. <laughs> Talu, yeah, Talu, um, wow. Kambunji, and Daphne Skippers. Yeah. Okay. Um, that's yeah. all I sort of really know. Yeah, so there, there might be other couple, three, four floating around. I mean, um, what they, a they time to be. Uh, running with those girls, eh? Like w- w- this crop of like global female yeah. sprinters, like those three Jamaicans are just yeah. like the best ever. Of course, Flo Jo, there's a few question marks over what yeah. she did in the in the eighties, but yeah, yeah Lane Thompson, Shelley and Fraser Price, like yeah, just starting with a, a legend like that. What what a cool. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, 
I mean, and, and running under 11 seconds used to be such a big thing, but I mean, yeah, yeah. you know, when college girls are doing it every single week now and, um, you know, a little girl from Taranaki might be doing it next week. We don't know, but, um, yeah. you know, yeah, it's, it's, which is impressive. And, and to me, it is, yeah. it is the, the sub 10 for a woman. So, um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. How, how deep into that can you go? It's, it's all just, yeah. So awesome experience as well. Like that's gonna be so yeah. awesome for her, just lining up with those girls before she does it at World Champs. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And yeah. I mean, those are the memories too that you kind of look back on. I mean, I remember when I raced the Safa Power one time in a relay, and wow. he just absolutely yeah. flew past me, and I just remember just <laughs> literally just chuckling to myself while trying to run as fast as I can. And then, go legs, go! Yeah. <laughs> And then I captured this awesome, well, I found this awesome photo online of me about a meter behind him, but it, it didn't last yeah. very long. Like it was, it ended up being about 10 meters in front, but it looked impressive on the photo. Yeah. Awesome. Wow. Oh, that's so good. Uh, so like with the, uh, I guess, um, with, with the amazing state of, of sprinting, I guess it's mostly women sprinting at the moment. Do you, do you feel like, has there been a progression like has, shoe technology help has training technology like thinking sort of taken a jump forward mm. like from the outside looking in i know in the distance world one of the big changes in the last probably five to ten years is is gym work it, like runners actually doing deadlifts and squats now where as opposed they they'll just do like a hundred crunches and like yeah. i'm done in the gym um yeah a yeah, what 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 would you sort of put it down to, and and where are the sort of the the gains being made over the last crop of athletes? Um, I mean, shoe technology does, I think, have a big part to play in it. Um, yeah, and mm. and also track technology. I mean, you combine the yeah. two in in Tokyo, and you know, everything just erupted in terms of sprint times. Totally. Um, and so it'll be interesting to see what happens at Worlds this time because I don't think – I think the track is still pretty quick, but I'm not sure how quick it is um, mm. yeah, in terms of Tokyo. But, yeah, I, I just think – I mean, the, the top sort of 10 in the world, and I don't think they're getting that quick. I mean, the women are, but the men are not. Like, I mean, it's still yeah, 1 yeah. in 1090 yeah. – oh, sorry, uh, 990, 980, maybe 970. But, I mean, the women are yeah. dropping – 10 fives, 10 sixes, which is, which is really cool. But I, I think That's the wild, bottom yeah. is coming up as well. Like I was just saying before, like, okay. the, you know, more women are going under uh, 11 seconds and more men are going under 10 seconds. So the, it's mm. just sort of, you know, the tops here and the bottom's just coming up here. And I, yeah. I think that's just coming down to, you know, the coaches are getting smarter and, and the, the, mm. the science is getting better and, um, and people are just, yeah, more more invested in it in terms of they know that they can they can catch the top. Um, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I mean genetics is is genetics. It's it's always gonna win. Um, you can't really do much about that, but <laughs> yeah. um, it's you know there, there's actually it's just a bigger bigger pool now, which is awesome. Yeah, I think I think it's a lot of the and the guys again coming back to that. A lot of the guys, especially in America, are, are struggling to get into. NFL teams or, or and things like that. So they're sort of mm-hmm. pulling oh. back and, and trying the, the sprint side a bit more. Um, women, I think yeah. they're just, yeah, just, I think they're just out there 
they're getting more opportunities and and more exposure, so they're just they're just taking it. And um, yeah, I mean, and and in general, women's sports getting more and more exciting. So I think more and more people are are wanting to watch it. So more and more women are getting into sport, and um, and you're seeing the best sort of stick around in it after college, yeah. especially. So. Yeah, and I think that's what's so cool about looking from the outside at your your group. You've got all these women that may have, you know, previously retired, sort of mid mid early twenties. You know, yeah, give, given yeah. seniors a, a crack and then gone to have a family. There's always that sort of ticking <laughs> clock um, yeah. with the the female career lifespan. Yeah. Um, but it, it seems like these this group of young women are, are really uh, so dedicated to the sport. And I just love seeing, seeing the passion that they're pouring out um, and putting into it. So yeah, let, let's talk about, uh, talk about your squad. So you, you've obviously got Zoe and you mentioned Jordan. Um, is he the only boy in the squad? Have you got a couple of, nah. couple of guys? <laughs> No, I've I've slowly accumulated a few more boys. Um, yeah, he was the lone wolf there for a little bit, um, <laughs> but I've I've taken on uh, Hamish Gill. Um, I've got Zachary okay. Saunders. Um, I had Luke Musika um, for about a year, but he's just sort of struggled with a few injuries, and, and he's decided to just sort of move up to the eight hundred. Um, oh, nice. Which yeah, I think oh. he would do quite well at. I just yeah. just don't have the time to learn the event, so I think he'll do well with with Paul Hamlin. Um, cool. And uh, who else we got? Um, you, just, you just made Paul's Paul's day there. It's the dream of yeah. every distance runners running coach to to get an X four hundred athlete. It's like yeah, oh, well, yes, exactly. so I mean it's, so it's the way it's going as well. I mean the eight hundred is a sprint now, so um, yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll probably so try true. and hang on to a lot of my 400 runners as long as I can. But <laughs> if I if I do sort of see them going, hey, look, you might be good at the 800, we might just pick up the phone and give Paul a call. But um, <laughs> Paul yeah. needs more boys, so this is good. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. He started off the way I was. Uh, yeah. 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 No, it's, boys don't listen, though. That's the hardest point. <laughs> you just do what they're told. <laughs> that's amazing yeah jordan are you listening <laughs> exactly yeah. Yeah. yeah amazing so that, the other three guys and then you've got zoe and Portia bing in the, mm-hmm. the 400 hurdles um now where's where's Portia at where because uh, we didn't see her at oceanus um what's her sort of schedule looking like um, she's over in Switzerland at the moment. Actually, she's at a oh, she's good. at a work conference with uh, Wada and and a few other people. I think she's presenting over there and, and doing a bit of networking and um, just making herself sound better than she actually is, probably. And, um, <laughs> you know, putting putting the suit on and and then putting the tights on in the afternoon. Um, Amazing. Yeah, she's she's got a race in France this coming weekend. Um, oh. She was she was going to have one on Tuesday at the City of Some Meat, um, but I mean, just after about four days of late night networking and things like that, I think she's just a bit flat and tired and hasn't really just put in the training she'd like. Yeah. Um, so we're just going to sort of flag that and and just build into um, the next sort of couple of weeks. I mean, Commonwealth Games and is her her big goal. So we're still you know eight weeks out from that. So. Um, and I mean, as a, as a 
Yeah, and as, as an older professional athlete, you could say she you, you've got to give these athletes a little bit of time to to do this networking and things like that mm. and build their career because, I mean, let's face it, she, she might um, give Paris a crack and then say, yeah, um, you know, hang up the spikes, but hopefully we can keep her a little bit longer. But, I mean, she's got a lot of goals she wants to tick off. But, um, you know, there's, there is life after athletics, especially when... Um, you know, when the type of work she does. Mm. Yeah. It's actually really cool, cool hearing you talk like that because there is a lot of coaches out there that do that do not expect, like, fully focus on athletics, but in a way do. So it's nice that you, like, yeah. appreciate that, like, these actually are, like, <laughs> outside. And, like, do you oh, absolutely. That, yeah, like a more yeah. balanced athlete. Yeah. I mean, and that's, well, that's one of the biggest reasons we train Saturday morning and don't train Sunday because, I mean, yeah. some of these athletes, I mean, they, they put everything into it, um, but at the end of the day, some of them are not going to be Olympians. And, and it's just like, you guys have got to still enjoy life. You're still going, you, you know, first year uni, like go out and have some fun Saturday night, have Sunday off. Yeah. You've got until Monday yeah. afternoon to, to get over the hair of the dog and whatnot and, you know, <laughs> crawl out of bed and wipe the burger yeah. off your face and, and get back into training. Um, because, you know, it is – and but, that, again, it keeps them in the sport. If they mm. if they enjoy totally. it, you know, if they keep coming back, then it's all good. Like, I, And every time I look at who I can invite into the group or who asks for the group, it's always around how they're going to fit into it. Um, mm. You know, cool. they could be, you know, the fastest next kid, but if they're an absolute – deck then you know i don't really have much time for them um, because yeah. you know they're just going nice. to interrupt the group and the flow of it and um and yeah and then you just want good people around you like i don't, I don't want to turn up to coaching and sort of look at an athlete and go oh yeah they've turned up again okay cool um you know you want to <laughs> you want to walk in and 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 because a lot of these people come very yeah. best um you know good mates with you um yeah you know, I think a, totally. a whole bunch of them came to my wedding, like Zoe, Livy, um, wow. Jordan, Lem. Um, you know, they're all there, and um, one day, hopefully, I can get to go to theirs and um, cool. drink their bar dry just as much as they drink mine. So, <laughs> <laughs> yes, repay the favour. Yeah, love exactly. It. I love that. <laughs> yeah. Now, a uh, uh, random left field question. Um, Alicia and I were talking about who would be who would be the fastest in New Zealand over ten meters, and you've yeah. got two of the fastest starters in, in the country with Livy and Jordan. And I remember Jordan had that stumble in the the hundred final oh, yeah. national champs this year, and, and still got up for a. Did he get bronze or did he get silver in the end? It was an amazing uh, bronze. Yeah, 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 bronze in a PB. Yeah, was it a PB? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He ran sixty-five or something, but I think he's worth about a forty-five if he doesn't fall over. Yeah. yeah. Who, so who do you he reckon? Doesn't have, he doesn't very hard to get up, you see. So he's only about five foot five. That's true. Yeah, that's it's not like Tian or Eddie. You got to nah, exactly. keep yourself yeah. up. Well, yeah, two meters back to the. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. So, so who do you reckon would would win? Um, across all the different sports events in athletics in New Zealand, who's going to win the 10-metre race, if you could set that up? 
Do you think Jordan and Livy would, would take it out or if we got some other contenders? I don't know. I, you, you chuck in someone like Jack O'Gill or Tom Walsh, you know, those guys, Yeah, they, I mean, they'd blow a hamstring at 11. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, well, I remember even watching Richie Patterson, the weightlifter, um, do a couple yeah. of 10s. And, I mean, he was pretty phenomenal over 10. But, yeah, I mean, after that, the wheels just came off and it looked horrible and, and even he admitted, you know, it's pretty dangerous to keep going after that because there's just, you know, no hamstrings. Um, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I'd, I'd probably give it to some of those throwers. I mean, Jacko would be pretty mm. impressive to A pretty to powerful. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that guy can yeah. – I've seen him do a couple standing verts, and it's it's pretty phenomenal. Yeah, yeah, pretty amazing. Um, the, the other question I've got is more around, like, a, a sort of a training question. I guess it could – fit into your your rugby background is like if you got say your your typical okay fitness level rugby player come along to come along to the squad and they're like look i want to i want to crack the 100 meters and maybe they're like a i don't know a 13 second um 100 meter runner um straight off the bat just from playing rugby you know is there is there much room to to move like do you think you could take a reasonably fit 13 second rugby player and turn them into an 11 second um you know i'm talking talking males here um yeah 100 meter runner or you know where does that that speed come from and um yeah talk talk to us a little bit about that um i mean i i I definitely can make anyone faster um (laughs) i pack myself on that um yeah yeah to to what point i again you know what's what's their sort of depends. Yep. background? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the big coaching word, isn't it? Depends. Um, yeah, yeah. It depends on who the athlete is, um, how they move. You know, what sort of history they have with training. Um, but <clears throat> I mean, yeah. I mean, like there's some of those rugby players that claim they can run pretty quick. I mean, I think you know, even Zoe would beat. I'd probably say 100 percent of the All Blacks. Um, yeah, but this is know, a debate yeah. that I often yeah, have with people. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> oh, absolutely, none of those guys like, could so run under 11 seconds. Yeah, yeah, none of them. Yeah. I, I literally would put money on it that none of them from in, in a hundred meter race. I mean, yeah. you know, up, if you're measuring meters per second, maybe some of them are quite quick. I don't know, but um, yeah. All, the, all those technical aspects of getting out yeah, of the Yeah, technical blocks, aspects and teaching them how to accelerate yeah. and things. I mean, and that's the that's the exciting thing for me is if you if I got hold of one of those All Blacks and what I could actually do. But, I mean, they're all sort of wrapped in cotton wool, really, and, and, and yeah. too afraid to step out and just actually get faster and and things mm. like that. But, I mean, it'd be pretty cool to, to turn some of those guys into actual weapons because I think that's one thing the All Blacks and... New Zealand rugby players actually lack is actually pure speed. I mean, you look at all yeah. the big names and sevens and they're all the fastest guys. Um, yeah. You know, the, the English team, they always talk about how fast their wingers are. And it's like, yeah, because they all work with um, Jonas Dodu, who's, you know, one of the, the top sprints coaches in the world. He's part of English rugby now and um, and works with Bath and things like that. And, you know, Otto Bolden works with all the NFL guys and, um you know, even the guy who works with uh, DK Metcalf, you know, he's he's no just run-of-the-mill PT guy. He knows his stuff, and 
and the guy can turn up and run 10 3 as a you know 100 wow. plus kilos it was pretty impressive that's insane oh, wow. that's a yeah, exactly. that's a hard, hard momentum yeah. to stop if you're thinking yeah. that <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. yeah i mean he's seattle seahawks anyway so um, yeah. i was always going to back him yeah and and even looking at the the cricket you know what chris donaldson's done with the black caps i, I don't know if he's yeah. still with them um, but you do wonder just that improvement of speed and athleticism um you know it's got to improve everything um yeah yeah, yeah. When you, i mean running, chris, chris sends me perfect. a couple yeah. couple guys my way every now and then um i've worked oh. with like martin guptill and, and kyle jameson um but again they just you know especially those guys who are on the road like 300 days of the year it's really hard to um yeah do mm. stuff with them and, and some of them sort of expect to come in and you know one session fix all um but it's like yeah. oh, you know you, i really need you for about six months four down four times a week <laughs> you know just to make sure um i do it right too because you know i don't i, I don't want to put just band-aids on things and send them out there and expect them to run you know super fast and and if they do it's it probably won't last long yeah yeah mm, true. no it's, i think it's a it's a cool thing for for kids to hear that you know speed you, it can be improved like even just seeing yeah. the the journey and this progression <clears throat> of zoe uh, chipping away at that new zealand record it's like um so often when you're 14 and playing football or playing rugby yeah. or, or netball you think oh no i'm just i'm just slow i'll i'll play in this position where i don't need to sprint but if you put yeah. in the work and you head down to your local athletics club and you do a couple of seasons um yeah. it can be improved eh? yeah. yeah absolutely that's cool all right well um you're so you're about to head overseas so it'll be the world champs for you in in july and yeah yeah so i straight into to eugene um not able to get into the pre-camp um, just with family and yeah. work and things like that. Um, but yeah, head straight into there and on the 12th and, and uh, I think Zoe races on the 16th. So a couple of days beforehand and then watch, uh, yeah, Porsche and, and Georgia do their thing as well. And then we all jet over to um, Carter for a bit of a pre-camp before Commonwealth games, which will be cool. Awesome. And, um, actually catch up with Zach Saunders as well, who's going to be at the Commonwealth Games for his uh, small island nation of Jersey, which is cool. Um, oh, yes. So yeah, got, that's right. Yeah. So I've actually got three yeah. over there, which is which is awesome. Now, what does that mean for his eligibility for, for New Zealand? Does that mean that oh, yeah. he's represented another country? or Yeah, yeah. You know um, I think it puts him out for about, he's got a three-year, two-year, three-year sort of stand down. Um, okay. But I mean, he's only eighteen, so um, yeah, you know, he's, oh. it's plenty of time, and and you've got to you've got to take these opportunities when you can. Um, and That's I, and pretty it's, cool. It's, yeah, exactly. Mm. I mean, some of these things will never roll around again. Yeah. Maybe you know, you've just got to look at the last couple of years, um, and you know, especially around some selections and things like that, you can easily miss out. And um, so it's like, yeah, no, go run for Jersey, um, enjoy it, you know you you're gonna you're gonna learn so much more um from this this sort of uh mm. this time so just do it and we'll come back and rethink because obviously the unfortunate thing is that it's great britain for for jersey when it comes to the olympics and stuff so yeah, um, yeah. 
the I mean, the qualification still becomes hard, but it probably hard, it becomes harder just because of the pure numbers that Great Britain have compared to yeah. some of the standards that New Zealand has. So either way, yeah. it's going to be tough. But, um, yeah. you know, you, you still look at he could have European under-23s. There's, there's other few little opportunities that he might pick up along the way. So True. Um, yeah. Well, he's he's pretty excited about it. Very cool. Mm. Well, it, it sounds like a pretty epic way to spend a, a New Zealand winter following the yeah. athletes around. And um, thanks yeah. for, for everything you're, you're contributing and, and your squad's contributing to the New Zealand athletics scene because it's been, it's been such a cool summer to, to watch. So and, and the, mm-hmm. like the, the clean sweep of Aussie <laughs> national sprints and then, um, then Oceania's as well was pretty epic by the Kiwi girls. So... Yeah, we're we're loving it from a fan point of view. So yeah, thanks thanks for your contribution to that. No, not a, not a problem. I mean, it's it's been a great summer, and it's um, I mean, hopefully we can get even just close to it again next summer. But um, it'd yeah, be pretty pretty tough. Um, there was some pretty great ex- <laughs> great performances, and um, hopefully, I mean, we just just keep getting them faster, and, and we'll see what happens. And um, you know, another big year with world champs and world indoors yeah. and world relays so there's more and more happening um which is exciting and we just gotta just make sure that we keep turning up and staying healthy and running fast so yeah yeah absolutely well thanks heaps heaps james um we will look forward to see how how the squad goes overseas and and all the best for the the final stages of the build-up yeah thank you very much and thanks for having me on here